0: From 999 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly, sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com.
1: Along with Mark Bergen, Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on The Fan. Graham Hill is producing us this afternoon. NBA game one, the finals finally get started tonight. The Denver Nuggets have been sitting around for 10 days just waiting to get going. Some movement, possibly, we see in professional soccer. The soccer tournament is happening. Some NFL news. Well, no news is good news, I guess you can say, in the NFL in some (laughs) situations. But also, we can start cashing in some tickets next year. Soon. But let's get started with the Daily Checkdown, brought to you by Window Nation. NBA Finals do get underway tonight, but Mark... Real quick before we actually get into the game, we're going to that a little bit later on here in the Daily Checkdown. There's an NBA referee who was not selected to work the NBA Finals because the league's looking into some stuff he posted on Twitter.
0: Yes. I'm Eric sorry, is he fixing Lewis.
1: games? Like, what is he doing here? Eric Lewis
0: has okay. refereed the Finals for the last four seasons, right. will not be a referee in this year's Finals. Going on Twitter to defend himself and other officials from online critiques, like, Dennis, do you have a burner? Can I just ask you that? He's got a burner Twitter account. If I into did, it. I wouldn't tell you. Okay. But no, and now no. they're saying it could be Lewis's brother. The brother. They could say he's Lewis's brother. We don't know if it's Lewis. They're going to look into it, but he's not going to referee. And it would almost be like we're hosting the show here this afternoon. If we were looking at our Twitter mentions throughout the show, it's like how productive could we be if we're that sensitive to criticism? Yeah. You know. You know. It's, like it's. If you're going to have a burner use it to monitor i wouldn't use it to post that's that's the lesson that i learned from all of this
1: okay so you just confirmed to everyone that you have a burner account mark bergen okay well that's fine everyone has but their... I,
0: I don't i don't actually post to it it's just to, to still, see what's going on
1: and yeah so nba officials you are in a officiating in general you're just in a, in a losing situation because let's be real in any contest there are three teams there's the <laughs> there's a home team, visiting team, and there's the team of officials. Like they, they work together as a team. In this case, basketball, the three of them and whoever's on the bench uh, on the scorer's table, that group works together in tandem as a team. Now they don't have a stake in the outcome, but they do factor into outcomes of games. Allegedly. That, that is something... Allegedly. No, but no, but I mean, they do factor whether when they call fouls. Okay, that factors in the outcome because basketball is the only sport where you can commit too many infractions where you can no longer play. It's the only sport really where that happens. I mean, obviously, in hockey, you can get a game misconduct and Mm -hmm. things along those lines. But there is an impact on the outcome of the game when it comes to officiating because how many fouls you call and what you call impacts pace of play, number of free throw attempts, all those kinds of things. So they do have an impact on the outcome of the games. Well, guess what? If you have an impact on the outcome of games, you're going to get criticism. So As well, you should. As well, you should. 100%. So, if you can't handle it, don't do it. Who do you
0: have in this series before we move on to the next topic? I said I got the Nuggets in six. What say you, Dennis Cox? Nuggets in
1: five. Okay. Nuggets in five.
0: Okay. I I think it's going to be Denver.
1: Well, we'll all get right. we'll get more into the game here a little bit yeah. later on. Here, the daily checkdown brought to you by Window Nation. All right, next up, one of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So we see oftentimes with top international soccer stars. For example, a long time ago, we saw David Beckham make their way over to MLS to boost the star power. They're well past their prime, but hey, you know what? It boosted the star power. He was with LA Galaxy from correctly years ago. Is Lionel Messi taking that same route? He's not playing for PSG in France after two seasons with the team. The the coach for PSG confirmed that. Is he coming to MLS? Is he going to be part of like the? Is he going to be part of the DC United or something like that? What's is he coming to MLS? I think
0: Miami Inter Miami is just gonna th- just name your amount. Really name, name your like you think book, blank, blank, to check, do that? blank check blank check right right to your amount. He's one of the best soccer players in the world. Thirty-five, though, he's starting to get up there. Oh yeah, starting to get up. He he
1: definitely is, and yes, he's one of the best to ever do it. But has the star, quote unquote star, that comes over internationally late in their career to MLS, has that actually benefited MLS? I mean, like, legit, had, serious uh, question. Like, has that, like, truly benefited? Beckham,
0: uh I know, didn't Ibrahimović do that a while back yeah, as well? Yeah, he mean,
1: came over. Didn't Wayne Rooney come over yeah, for a short bit as yeah. well? I, again. I always get confused with the loans, too, where it's like, oh, loans. you can loan it
0: to this team. Soccer, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so it's different. It's hard to keep track of. Sorry.
1: In all seriousness, time. though, has that boosted the league in any way, shape, or form? Like, has the rub from these players being in the league has that shine going on to anyone else that plays at MLS? Because MLS soccer, you can only watch it if you have Apple TV. You can't reach casual fans. That's the thing. For me, I could flip through channels on a Saturday morning and I can see, oh, Everton's playing Chelsea. I'll turn that on. It might be background noise, but I'll throw it on. Mm. So I can't do that with MLS. So are you actually helping yourself? By bringing in these top stars?
0: I would be speaking out of place because I have buddies that follow soccer a heck of a lot more closely than I do, Dennis. Mm -hmm. But I think it would help the casual fan more so than to say, okay, Messi will just continue playing over in Europe. I, I do think it would help because of the name recognition and the star power that he would bring if it is, in fact, Miami that he goes to. We'll see where he winds up after all of this.
1: Speaking of the world of soccer, the soccer tournament... The TST is taking place right now at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary. If you're heading to that area of town, just be cautious that, again, a lot of people are trying to go that have tickets and are trying to park. If you need to prepay for parking, by the way, if you do have tickets to this event, you might be going online to go purchase tickets. The few that are still available, purchase your parking pass ahead of time as well, but It might be a struggle, parking as well as just traffic in that area. So keep those things in mind if you're driving through. Maybe you're going home and you live in that area. Maybe you have to take an alternate route. Just throwing that out there. We're here for the people, Mark Burton. Yeah, I mean, when you get 32
0: 32 teams, seven on seven, there's going to be a lot of people over. It it, looks just like a pristine field over in Cary. I mean, I
1: you're just loving the grass over there, man. Like you're like fawning
0: all over this thing. Well, that was one of the things one of the event organizers yesterday was saying. Mm-hmm. We want to have this tournament in Cary for years to come. I guess I'm just jealous of the players that get to actually play on it because it just looks, it, it looks just absolutely surreal. It almost looks, and I'm not saying <laughs> Wake Med Soccer Park is uh, Augusta National, but it, it looks just like the, the surface. It looks just like an ideal playing
1: condition. That's what I'm trying to say, Dennis Cox. It looks quite nice. All right, next up. One, two, three. Some NFL news and notes here. Carolina Panthers have their next set of OTAs taking place right now at their facility in Charlotte. No one's gotten hurt in terms of big-name people. We haven't heard of Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Bryce Young, Miles Sanders, Jeremy Chin. Everyone's healthy right now. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. That's the only news I want out of OTAs. Are you healthy, Carolina Panthers? Yes? Cool. Keep it that way.
0: Amen, Dennis. And I know Thompson spoke with reporters about his reworked contract. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, does he want to go play for another team? You see what his value would be on an open market. Or does he want to have to learn a new system, have new teammates, learn a new uh, defensive playbook and all that. And he says, hey, I'm going to rework my contract and I'll stick in Carolina. So... Between now and September 10th, just get to week one as healthy as possible. That's really the big thing because pretty much anyone's going to look good as a professional athlete without the pads on. Oh, of course. So it's getting to week one as healthy as you can be. And then when the games actually matter in September, like, I'm also, I'm going to be on record saying this. The preseason, it's like a war reenactment. There's only so much that I think that you can take away from the Mm preseason. I think it says a lot more about how are we going to round out the roster to get to a 53, to get to that 53-man roster at the end of the roster, much more than it says, okay, how does Bryce Young look in his first preseason game? I don't even care about that.
1: I totally agree with you 100%. Also, uh, to fulfill our quota for mentions of Tom Brady for the month of June, we're getting over June 1. Tom Brady told Jeremy Shop of ESPN, hey, you know what? I'm retired. That's a thing. I'm staying retired. It's okay. There's also been talks of that he might try and purchase a minority stake of the Las Vegas Raiders
0: minority stake in the Raiders a team that might need a quarterback because of the uncertainty with Jimmy G head coach Josh McDaniel says oh he's not he's not worried or anything I'll get the exact quote doesn't have any anxiety over it what coaching success has Josh McDaniel had as a head coach in this league to where you can definitively say that because if it's not Jimmy G what the Raiders plan is I'll, I'll leave it at that. I I yield back to you, Dennis. Uh,
1: Tim Tebow worked for him one season. Hey, they won a playoff game with Tim Tebow's quarterback in Denver. It worked. Aiden O'Connell, Ryan
0: Hoyer. Shout out. Not like, like it's like. Come on. If you're actually trying to win, if it's not Jimmy G, you better be certain that he's ready to go. If you're if you're a Raiders fan,
1: I was being facetious by the way about it working with Tim Tebow. Yes, they did win a playoff game, but. It, it, Long-term, did not it work went out. went in one me. year
0: and went out the other as soon as you exactly,
1: said Exactly. Again, again, some people actually will tweet at me. Those guys stunk. Like, yeah, I know. I was joking. <laughs> Sarcasm. Some people just don't get it. All right, next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Nuggets, Heat, NBA Finals, Game 1 tonight. I'm looking forward to it in the sense of I think the Nuggets are going to win in five. But am I wrong for wanting the Heat to actually win this?
0: No, no. What I was going to ask you is for tonight's game specifically, Mm -hmm. what you're most psyched to see for game one? Because this is a Nuggets team that hasn't played in like, what, like 10 days? It's been 10 days. After sweeping the Lakers. So for tonight's game, Dennis, what are you most excited to watch between the matchup between the Nuggets and the Heat?
1: I just like watching Jokic play. Just because he's different than everyone else, yeah. and the team, his teammates love playing with him in the sense that if they know they work hard off the ball, he's gonna find them. Simple as that. Jokic, yes, he can score, but that guy loves to distribute the basketball, and the, it's you could say the Nuggets have obviously the big star with Jokic. Jamal Murray is another great player, but they just have some really, really strong role players, right? Yep.
0: Can I go full nerd on you for Absolutely. really quickly? So the Heat...
1: Get the nerd out. Yes, Let's go. Yes, yes.
0: The Heat had such an effective zone defense that the Celtics couldn't figure out. Mm-hmm. Can you do the same thing against Jokic, who can pretty much figure out any defense that you throw at him? Do they go zone? Do they try to go one-on-one with Bam Adebayo? Do you try to bring over a double? Do you? Tr- and here's the thing, too, is you need Adebayo to be able to go at Jokic from... An offensive standpoint and he's going to be tasked with guarding the two-time MVP defensively so that matchup I've got an eye on as well if you want to try to double Jokic he's gonna pick you apart and then you can play four-on-three basketball the chess match look Eric Spolstro, the Heat head coach has his work cut out for him because whatever you've been able to throw at Jokic this postseason the Nuggets have rolled through the Western Conference they can have any rust tonight though considering they've been off for 10
1: days. It's amazing how the Miami Heat, if you actually look going into the, like from the regular season, they had the least amount of points per game. Oh, the point
0: differential. And the terrible. point
1: differential. It's terrible. Miami Heat, it's just, it kind of goes to show you how remarkable the Miami Heat's run has been. One of the worst point differentials in the entire NBA. They actually had the lowest scoring offensive output in the entire NBA as a team. I point in terms of points per game during the regular season, Sacramento is actually number one with 120 points. Miami dead last at 109. Negative point differential this season as an eight seed. Remember, in the play in, they lost. They lost their first play in game and were down at halftime. It actually was down late against Atlanta at home. And that second play-in game, they almost didn't even make the playoffs. Here's but the fact that they're here now is just remarkable. And it's absolutely remarkable.
0: Caleb Martin averaging fewer than 10 points per game during the regular season. And he outplayed Jalen Brown in the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah. Miami's number two player, Caleb Martin, shout out NC State as well. Local connection. Mm-hmm. He's arguably the Heat's second most important... Well, it's going to be Bam. It's going to be Jimmy. Yeah, bam, bam out of aisle, Shout but out to then, okay, North Carolina. Okay, but fine. Caleb Martin's going to be the Heat's third most important player. Yeah. And he averaged fewer than 10 points per game during the regular season. Make it make sense. Maybe it's, it's just unexplainable.
1: It doesn't in the sense of this. They're the second eight seed to ever make it to the NBA Finals. The, the previous one was the New York Knicks in 1999. Shortened season And it, Well, here's the thing. I see, keep in mind context when it comes to that season. 1999, that was a labor-shortened season. Only 50 games. There were only six games out of first place was the New York Knicks as an eight seed. And that was a time when I know Sprewell missed about a dozen games. Latrell Spreewell did. Patrick Ewing actually got hurt in the playoffs mm-hmm. as well. but. That was actually a really good team. We look at it on paper. If they played a full 82 game season, they might have finished as a third or fourth seed. So again, they only were six games back of the one seed as an eight seed. Again, labor shortened season there in 1999. The fact that the Heat have got this far is wild to think about. So you're With not counting them out. It sounds like, but you no, got the I'm nuggets not. In five? I'm like, not going to count them out. Explain this. I just think that they have the best player. Home court advantage in Denver really does matter. The altitude. The altitude is a factor. I think that just the Nuggets are a better team. They have more depth. They have more top-end guys.
0: And I would have taken the Nuggets even if it were the Celtics as well because mm-hmm. there might be some people who say, oh, oh, Boston would have matched up against Denver better. Uh, I'm still going to say Nuggets in six.
1: All right, next up. I, I, and, and number one. Your journey begins here. The North Carolina State Senate gave its final approval in a vote 37 to 11 to House Bill 347 this morning. That's the legalized online sports betting and as well as the approval of sports books at professional locations, a a limited number of them, as well as some other things in terms of entertainment sites, basically casinos going into the state, up to four of them And by all accounts, House Speaker Tim Moore told reporters that the House will agree to the changes made by the state Senate and will approve sports betting next week when they go to a vote. And it's going to go right to the desk of Roy Cooper, who by all means seems to be supporting sports betting. We're going to get legalized sports betting here in the state of North Carolina. Unless something weird happens in the next week. Knock it on wood. (laughs) Knock on every wood that you find, folks. But it looks like we are going to have legalized sports betting in the state of North Carolina. January 8th at the earliest is when we can start having those bets.
0: Yeah, and keep an eye on Murph's coverage. You can check that out on com as well. But Tuesday and Wednesday is when the House is going to consider this measure. So keep an eye on that there. If it gets approved through the House, then it goes to the governor's desk. And you mentioned January the 8th when you get – college football playoff is going to be on. Yep. That's not a coincidence, Dennis Cox. Not a coincidence it's, at all. It's not. And so you get – the the timing of it needs to – I, I say all this knocking on wood because, okay, if it's going to be January the 8th, what I worry about is, okay, if for whatever reason it got bumped back, even once it gets approved, assuming it gets approved next week, if it wasn't January the 8th, if they're not able to get all that they need to get done through – the commissions and getting everything ready, if not January 8th, then when. So trying to read the tea leaves a little bit here, Dennis. And Mm -hmm. it was a great conversation we had with Brian Murphy as well. And uh, you can check that out on the Best of the 99.9, the fan uh, on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube as well.
1: So, yeah, wherever you get your podcast, you can find it. Now, back in March, late March, the House in North Carolina passed the legislation 64 to 45 in late March to passports gambling now the Senate did make changes to the bill including allowing gambling on horse racing and in-person betting in certain facilities and an increase in the tax rate as well as what some of the tax revenue generated by the state going to state colleges and universities they increased the number of those here in the state of North Carolina so there were different things that, that were changed because there were changes to that bill in the Senate that's why it has to go back to the House yes. of—civics Re- lessons, folks—has to go back to the House of Representatives <laughs> in order for them to pass it. But again, uh, Senator, I'm sorry, House uh, Speaker Tim Moore did say, yeah, we're going to c- concur on Tuesday and Wednesday, and this is the reason why we are going to see sports betting. Again, it's got to go to Roy Cooper. By all means, he's going to sign
0: this. And we're talking about a lot of money, Dennis, yes. in five years— The tax revenue could eclipse a $100 million based on the projections that we're seeing. So we're talking a lot of money. And then adding to if you're going to go to PNC Arena, if you're going to go see a game in Charlotte to where you're going to be able to add to the the, the fan experience that you have to be able to lay a wager on a game, to be able to lay a wager on – uh, a- another game that you might be watching on TV with your friends, you with your family, just adding to that fan experience and that enjoyment. And then I think about it from the standpoint of, man, cashing in and winning ticket and then using that money to get maybe another round of drinks, maybe some desserts. Uh, it's certainly an exciting time, but this is something that North Carolina is going to have to do because people are doing this on their phones illegally now, right yeah. now. So you can regulate it, you can tax it, but then other states are already doing this. So, the pro sports teams in other states, they're getting more revenue to be able to create a better fan experience. And it's not to say, oh, that's all hinging on online sports gambling, Dennis, but from the from the standpoint of if you're in the front office of the Carolina Hurricanes, if I can make every penny nickel on the dollar that I can, I'm going to do it.
1: So Brian Murphy talked, uh, or yeah, Centennial Authority Chairman Philip Isley, this is according to Brian Murphy, they had a public session today the Centennial Authority owns PNC Arena. Now they have a lease agreement with the Carolina Hurricanes. They've been in discussions with the Hurricanes about a long-term lease agreement. We're talking 20-plus years lease agreement with PNC Arena and the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what they're, they're working towards. They're trying to get that worked out. Well, the Carolina Hurricanes don't want to sign into that. Unless they have the ability to make changes both inside PNC Arena and outside PNC Arena for the fan experience that you mentioned. Well, this is where sports gambling comes into that. Because Isley told the board, we could put a sports book inside PNC Arena, a place where I can physically put cash down to make a bet, as well as one outside of PNC Arena. So that... If you could build something outside of PNC Arena, this is where you can build other entertainment options, restaurants, and so on. That's what the PNC Arena folks are looking to have, that's what the Carolina Hurricanes and Tom Dunn as the owner are looking to have.
0: Look at SoFi Stadium out in L.A. Yep. Look at the new stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's why the Chicago Bears are going to move from downtown Chicago to Arlington Heights in the suburbs because if this isn't an option, again, from the team's standpoint, they want to make as much money as possible. And if, if there's not a way to go about doing it, they're going to find a way because other teams are doing this in states where it is legal. Mm-hmm. In 2018, when the federal government gave individual states the basis to say, hey, do you want to legalize sports gambling or not? We're going to leave that up to a state-by-state basis. It opened up the floodgates.
1: One thing that Carolina Hurricanes can also do is, with the sports books, they can also work on... Potentially with with other naming rights along with PNC Arena to the building, so that's something even that even more they can, money, exactly, even more money coming in. So changes and improvements in and around PNC Arena is a big topic of conversation. I know there are a lot of folks that NC State that might be opposed to this, and maybe NC State fans that are opposed to this because that's prime tailgating areas for NC State football games. So there's a, there is opposition to amendments being made outside of PNC Arena. I know there's been talk about added parking with a parking garage, again, a sports book, restaurants, whatever it is, more entertainment areas. So the fan experience as a whole gets better. But if you're going to an NC State football game, maybe you're not tailgating or, or whatever it might be. But there's a sports book right there. You could take advantage of that as well because this would be something that's basically a 24-7 place.
0: And so I can enjoy myself even if I'm not going to the game. And I can still enjoy that tailgating Mm -hmm. experience even if I'm not going to the game. The possibilities, like we're only scratching the surface in terms of what all is going to be included in this because – you know it's not in in other states too it's not just sports that you can gamble on you can gamble on okay later this month when the hornets pick number 2 in the NBA draft I can lay a wager on okay here's the player that I think they'll pick at number 2 yeah. cuz we all know Victor Wembenyama is going to be the first overall pick. That
1: that's a that's a guaranteed cash in that's for sure now that the odds on that I'm sure astronomically It's probably off the board at this point. It, 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 honestly it might be but you know you never know. I remember Trevor Lawrence was a minus 39,000 to be the number one (laughs) overall pick. But you know what? Someone put a big money wager on that, and they made money off of it because they had the money to do it. Hey, you know what? You made a little bit, but you still made a little bit of money. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at
0: WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.